0: hey
1: hey hey we're back we're black we're round ambition 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 manja i feel like we haven't been in this stew together in a little while how are you
0: i'm like the chris kirkpatrick of this singing duo do you know what i mean like the in no. member doing the least, while like oh. you're <laughs> you're Justin Timberlake. Oh my <gasps> <gasps> <sighs> <Of> even <course> doing like the whole like dance. I'm just like, bye. <laughs> oh man, did I see some flights flickering? Flickering, or am I? <laughs> did I see some lights flickering, or am I having a seizure? Uh, no, let's hope neither. But <laughs> it was just ha- okay. okay. Okay, all right. It's fine. Everything is fine. <laughs> how have you been i've been good It feels like i haven't seen you in ages what happened oh my kid was yes oh god we've been in a remy started daycare i just it was so funny because after the show where i came on the day that he started daycare i was just i was effusively happy (laughs) you were annoyingly so i'm sure giddy (laughs) AF and I had people respond like send messages like we're so happy for you da 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 and then you know what goes up must come down and that just means daycare germs hit us with a vengeance last mm-hmm. week oh, poor kiddo yeah so anyway I lost a week of work productivity but I think you and I talked and it's the constant reminder that I'm privileged to be able to just yep. set aside the work and be there with my kiddo. And the one silver lining, and I think a lot of moms with partners might, you know, might not judge me too harshly for this, but I was like, "Ooh," when husband got sick too. I said, "Ooh, childcare." <laughs> <Like, laughs> so that's oh. how I was still able to do the podcast. But you know, tis the season. How are you, my little Daisy?
1: I know I am wearing this cute little daisy. Okay, I daisies. <laughs> yeah, I am um, good. I actually um, so I went to Boston um, because I was Boston. I was taping the Mel Robbins show, which was amazing. She's yeah. so great, honestly. She's you got put great me on. Energy. I'm
0: so behind. I'm so out the loop. <laughs> Super it's like, nice. <laughs> it's like, who's Jesus Christ? I don't know. Yeah.
1: Mainly, I didn't know this, but she, um, she. of course, we mentioned Brian Ambition. She had the number 25 podcast, no, no, 21 podcast mm. of all podcasts, like in wow. the United States um, last year. No, no, no. I think last year she was number five, but as of right now, she's 21 overall.
0: So I was like, oh my God, this is kind of a big deal What That's like being the number one book on Amazon, I feel like. Girl. there's like a jajillion of them. A jajillion. There's For a jajillion be- podcast. Yes.
1: But when I was out there, I actually had, um, so when I go to different places, I try to have meetups with my mentees. Hmm. And so I had a meetup. It was last minute. So two mentees who were available, we had dinner um, at this place. Uh, uh, I stayed in this Hotel called the Envoy and they had like a a restaurant below. Um, and they were both avid uh Brandon Vision listeners. So I told them, Marcy and Tomisha, don't get me to say your name wrong. I'm sorry, girl. T mean you having a
0: whole meal with her and still yeah, getting <laughs>
1: And not me. They also, were so, <laughs> would do the exact same thing. <laughs> but they were so excited. They're like, "Oh my god, we listened to Prohibition." How many? I said hi. Love you guys hi. so much. I know. So I was like, "I'm gonna shout you out." They were like, "No." I'm like, mm, "It's your shout oh, So, um, so that was really awesome. Um, I love that. Yeah. yeah, black women in
0: Boston. Let me say because I've got several Boston. I just don't think of like Boston being the capital for Black America. Um, I don't <laughs> think it is, but I'm always like, "Ooh, black women in Boston. What's it like?" and mm. I've got a variety of answers but um, I know this past summer when one of my Mandy Money makers went to Boston for the Renaissance show there she mm-hmm. linked up with, she just post, posted in the Slack, our Slack channel, like any other Boston maker is going to be around and they were able to meet up and I love that it's like we've built these yes. communities so now we get to go around and too and have friends and like hang out yes, it was, honestly, it was great honestly we talked about money,
1: talked about businesses, it was just a really great um, conversation. But I just love that. People are like, uh, it was crazy because I told you I went to Puerto Rico for that um, ROI conference um, held by Rachel Rogers. And a yeah. woman was like, oh, Bruna Bition? Which I thought <laughs> I, I always, I always delights me, not stuff, but like, oh my God, Bruna Bition? Which is always crazy to me because I'm just like, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people actually watch us visually. Yeah, I feel like Brown ambition well, is more like
0: you know, like we have a lot of YouTube. We're like a few thousand YouTube subscribers, I think now. Okay, by the way, so you know, I'm like check us out he, on YouTube.
1: <laughs> so I never know, like, oh, okay, you watch. I know you listen, girl, because the girls listen, according yeah. to our numbers.
0: <laughs> I don't know how much longer so. we're going to get away with that whole Taylor Swift. You know, when she used to get so much shit for being so humble. Like, I can't believe I won my <laughs> 35th Grammy. Wow. You know, little me. But come on now. We've been in the game for a minute. we would <laughs> I mean, be worried consistent. if we weren't known for it. Yeah, it's um, true. Speaking of being in the game for a minute, I told you I woke up like a, I couldn't sleep because Remy was up. Again, he was sick. For some reason, I was like, I wonder what I sounded like during the pandemic with the baby. Mm. And I went back a few years to our catalog and listen to the episodes before and after that. I'm so grateful that we have this show. It's like mm-hmm. a time capsule. Mm-hmm. And I do think I sounded younger, but I also sounded so tired. You know, I was really struggling oh. with anxiety then. And I was like, oh, I forgot I cried in that episode um anyway the show's just been but what really cracked me up the show's been so great for so long but what cracked me up is that the this is back when I was editing before Imani we hadn't gotten our new podcast partner I forgot to, to cut the beginning of the show when I was like okay Tiffany do it again but get closer to the mic so if you go back to that episode Aww. you're gonna hear some stage momming and I sound stern, too. I'm like, dang. <laughs> I did. I was like, I sounded like you had done it before. <laughs> First of all, okay, I love yeah, it. They- so, you you know what you brought out? Like, do you remember? I didn't realize
1: you're just saying it now. Remember, there was like, an, like a year where every episode, I'm tired. That's what like, I was saying. Yeah. And, like, you just brought it back. And I was yeah. just like, I'm tired. Mm. I didn't. I was so overworked and overwhelmed and it literally just brought it back because I don't feel like that now, but every opening, we'd be like, Hey girl, how you doing? I'm tired. That's what
0: it- <laughs> yeah. Wow, what a Can difference. Can we just skip this question?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what a difference therapy makes. <laughs> like for real. So much growth. Yes. I was so overwhelmed. I was so overwhelmed. I didn't know how to set boundaries. So I felt like I was always exhausted because I was, but I don't feel mm. like that. I just look now thinking about it, I'm like, wow, I used to always be tired. And I used to think, is this how it always is? That you're just going to always be exhausted because business got you like this? And I'm like, "No, nah, I rebuke that.
0: So. I rebuke it in the name <laughs> of the Lord. There's one thing that I said in that show that really resonates with what you just said, which is when I was going through that crazy, that like really difficult postpartum time mm-hmm. on the show, I was articulating it really well. I said, I was pat on the back. I said, <laughs> right now the fog... Or the fog feels opaque. The fog Mm. feels like it's never going to clear. But And then a week later, I'm like, the fog, or however long, a couple weeks later, I had started seeing a psychiatrist, my therapist more Mm. regularly. And I was like, okay, so now the difference is the fog feels like eventually it will lift. Like I see the other side, um, which is so... It just is so indicative of how when you're in this like depressive episode or anxiety spiral, do you feel like it's going to always be that way? Mm -hmm. Or can you get yourself to a place where you at least recognize this is a moment in time it will pass. And once Mm -hmm. I once that clicked for me, um, that helps so much with any kind of and those anxiety Mm -hmm. loops that I those little rides I go on sometimes um, Mm -hmm. because we're never for me, I'm never perfectly unanxious, you know, it's always gonna come back. There's gonna be life. Life's always gonna life. Yeah. But what really has carried me through those times is just like, okay, this is not forever. Mm-hmm. Don't get in that spiral of like it's mm-hmm. never gonna end. Um uh, shout out to growth.
1: I know like the Kelly growth. We're doing the Kelly hands from um um Instagram Growth. <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of growth uh, and good news we Me and Mandy, we're talking offline, as we always do before this, about Wall Street mm. Journal, that awesome article.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's read that headline because I had not seen this yet. Yes. I Listen, I don't subscribe to Wall Street
1: Journal. <laughs> I don't not subscribe either, but I just saw a lot of people posting it. Black the, investors? The title, yes. Oh, you go. You read it. No, no, no.
0: Go ahead. Oh, they... You're so polite. <laughs> Black investors are the biggest new group of stock buyers. Mm-hmm. Nearly 40% of Black Americans own stocks in 2022, up from just under a third in 2016, according to the Federal Reserve. That's yes. that's like almost a 10 point. Can I do math? Yeah. <laughs> it's like an eight or 10 point. I don't know. Uh, increase, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And
1: so it says like... Um... Let me see. Why do they think this is? Let's see. Let's see. It says approximately seventy percent of surveys, of, of survey uh, of the surveys, black participants under forty were investing. Wow. So under forty, it's seventy percent compared mm. to sixty percent of their white counterpart. Well, hold up. Wow. wow. Now. Yes, I'll read that again. Um, uh, a survey by Ariel Investments and Charles Schwab revealed that the growth is led by young investors under forty approximately 70 mm. percent of the surveys black participants under 40 were investing compared to 60 percent of their white counterparts. So they're even outpacing. Of course, we don't know how long I don't know how big the um, the survey mm. sample size is. But according to the survey, they're even outpacing white investors. Um, you're seeing topics of money and investing coming up at dinner tables slightly more among young black families than ever before. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they they feel like it's fueled by mobile apps, commission free trading, participation in 401k, crypto mean stocks and social media um, experts noted uh, young black investors increase access to financial tools and information. So two yes. things. One, look what happens when access
0: is, mm-hmm. is, is
1: I mean, because, you know, yes. they love to tell you, oh, black people need to stop buying Jordans or whatever sh- shenanigans. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: Right. Oh, you want to get that weave, girl. But you don't want uh, the weave can be bought as don't well the as the weave iPhone, stock. do
0: buy the Buy the Apple girl. stock. Yes. Yes.
1: So what happens is that, one, we know that there was a lack of access before, not mm. only to like low cost investing, but also to information. Something in here to oh, me God. that kind of um, I feel like they missed a mark on is that it wasn't just like, oh, there are apps and things like that. Do you understand, like, we know the people, including ourselves, that have, like, mm-hmm. led the charge of, like, access to financial education. But
2: mm-hmm. if we're talking
1: about specifically investing. During the pandemic, I mean, Wall Street Trapper blew up Learn mm-hmm. your leisure with Market Mondays, especially Ian Dunlap, the master mm-hmm. investor. Terry Ijama um, of Trade and Travel, she, she's been on the show, but also for two or three years straight, she was the number one um, course creator on the Teachable platform. Yeah. Like, I mean, um, we we know we both know Teela Holcomb, Mm -hmm. um, Dominique Broadway, who was making eight figures a year teaching investing, especially to black women. So there there is a cadre of black educators in the space Mm -hmm. who were literally creating tools products resources that help people to navigate what sometimes can be the scary process of investing in the stock market in the market yeah and so you got to learn from people who were culturally relevant as well as experts in their space that part is important i can't
0: nod enough yes girl yes, right that yes. cultural right so i just
1: i like so i wish that they really leaned into that more and here that it wasn't yeah. just the apps because the app doesn't the app's been here yeah. it was that there was somebody to explain to you in a way that made sense this is how you do it. This is how yeah. you do it.
0: Give the black financial influencers their flowers yes. is what I'm saying. Yes. There is this, I remember doing an interview for one of the oldest and crustiest and most highbrow magazines, <laughs> The Economist. Mm. Um, yeah, Two years ago was it 2021 and mm-hmm. it was an article And the reporter and I have a background in journalism, y'all know that so mm-hmm. I understand what the angle was. They were trying to do a story on TikTok influencers, mm. and are, is it safe to get your advice from social media? Mm. And I list. I was listening to the questions from the writer, and it was clear that she was thinking, "Oh, this is not good because like y'all aren't experts. You're not certified, mm. and da 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 da." And that is the old school traditional gatekeeping. Oh, but yes. spend a lot of money to get this. Like what we say is a valid expert, yes. a valid source of information. You know, this certified financial planner, this investment advisor, who's going to sell you a bunch of insurance that you don't need. girl. So I think that media is still coming around to the fact that there is legitimate power mm-hmm. Legitimate, mm-hmm. um, good that can come from the wealth of like the the you know democratization of information, the availability mm-hmm. of it, and the fact that we're taking it into our own hands and educating people who look like us. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's about damn time. I feel like we get that validation. Not that we mm-hmm. need it, but no more of this, but is it really helpful? Is it really safe? Yeah. I think the the best educators, like all the people you named are mm-hmm. giving well-rounded, yes. you know, information so that people aren't out there taking huge risks, you mm-hmm. know, that they shouldn't be because we care about, cause they, you know, we are speaking yes. to our audience and we happen mm-hmm. to care a lot about them Yes, and not, doing a bait and switch and not just taking their money and running for the hills and yeah. saying, good luck with that. We care. And yeah. that you can't, it's hard to put a price tag or a certification on that, but.
1: Cause like, what's the alternative before you we were locked out of this space. And so now mm-hmm. do I think like, certainly discernment still has to be used no matter what. Hundred percent. So that's what's so great that there are um, a myriad of people to listen to and you can compare and contrast like, well, Terry said this, but mm. master investor said this. Da, 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 da. So you know what you're finding is a more educated consumer who is asking questions now. Like, well, why should I just get that in the ETF? Well, should I put my money at the marketplace? Because here's the thing. So there mm-hmm. is um, this black millionaire. His name is Cedric Nash, and he is on the road to make like a thousand millionaires. And, and Cedric is just like this awesome guy. That I met like at a, a conference some years back at Earn Your Leisures Invest Fest. And Cedric is like, I have built wealth for myself to a place where I really don't even have to work anymore. Like tremendous wealth. Not like, there's nothing wrong with a few million like me, but I'm talking about will, wilt, we'll you know? So mm-hmm. Cedric has been teaching these free classes that I've been like, I'm uh, gonna be speaking at one of them every Monday. Oh, speaking of which today's Monday, right? Yeah. That's right. Every Do you Monday. Have to go? <laughs> <laughs> no, but every Monday it's free and awesome. Um, every Monday, Cedric just teaches a free class. Like, what's a budget? I mean, not what's a budget, what's a stock? What's a bond? It's awesome. So the the purpose Mm, of this wealth challenge, yes, it's 52 weeks long. It doesn't cost anything. What I love about it is that um, the purpose is you kind of do this worksheet to see where your net worth is. And by the end, you get to see like my net worth has grown. So he had people who Mm. took the challenge last year who are taking it again. They were like, it was so awesome, completely free. Cedric is just like, I want to look around and see other people like me on the private island on the yacht. You know, Mm -hmm. that's what you so desire. And one guy was on there was like, I was able to raise my net worth one hundred and forty seven percent from before. And it was awesome. So he's back for more. So I say all that to say that, you know, there are people are people who look like us out here who are wanting what's best and are wanting to share that information so other people have access because Cedric is like, you know, my mentors didn't look like me and I wonder like why are there Mm. not more of us here? And maybe it's just a lack of um, access to education. And so I just love that there are people out here who were just out here wanting what's best um, for us. And so, yeah, you don't have to navigate this space by yourself. There's so many financial educators in general, but you know, more and more, you're seeing more and more financial educators who are focusing on investing in its most traditional sense. So Mm -hmm. you don't have to like wonder like, what do I put, what do I do with my 401k? Like Cedric said something really smart in last week's class. He said there was so much wealth loss because there was a mass exodus um, Studies show of uh, black people from the market when the recession hit.
0: The 2008 one? Yeah, 2008,
1: Mm -hmm. 2009, 10, right? Because all of a sudden market crash and mm-hmm. we were afraid because we didn't have the education. So we pulled our money yeah. out. Yeah. Because we were like, oh my gosh, I had ten thousand now. I I'm have glad five. I didn't have
0: any money to pull out that <laughs> a baby.
1: Right? So we pulled our money out. And a lot yeah. of us pulled our money out to just uh, you know, have access to like I pulled my money out just so I could pay my mortgage. You
0: right. know?
1: Yeah. Because we didn't you know, so we pulled our money out. He said the problem is between two thousand like nine and two thousand um it was like 16 or 17 or whatever, mm-hmm. or 19. It was the longest bull, bull run market. of the stock market in our history. So a bull run yes. is when the market yields, um, it grows year after year after year. So when it's a bear, the market is is contracting, meaning like mm-hmm. you're losing money. Bull runs are when the market grows. So he, he said we had the longest bull run in history. And guess who wasn't in the market? Mm. Black people. Because we had pulled our money out. Because, and I mean, I'm not, I, I was one of them. I didn't know. But folks understood that like, ooh, when there's a contraction, the market will expand later. Just stick with it. As a matter of fact, put even more money in when things mm-hmm. are low. And so we didn't. And then what do we do? We came back into the market 2016, 17, after the bull run was over, when the market was back mm-hmm. at the high. And so we lost all of that potential growth in income um, and wealth. And so when he said it, I was like, wow. So I'm but so glad. But don't you see? Oh, oh go, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no,
0: no. Go ahead. I was just going to bring it around to show that even if you missed, it's not like you missed an opportunity and that was it. Because then I do feel like what this data shows is that we were ready and educated for the post pandemic, you know, bull market because the market tanked. the pandemic Mm -hmm. hit but then it was like gangbusters girl the girls making coins yes yes (laughs) (laughs) so it was the right and i think that because a lot of the experts today like yourself who experienced that went through it and can say okay now we have the we felt that we know what that's like and still we're going to do the the you know the the more intelligent way of investing the strategic way and understand that these lulls happen yeah but you don't want to miss out on the upside Um, yeah
1: it feels so good good it's time i know i just love this i'm just like (laughs) look at us like Mm. honestly black folks i'm just you know if you're not black you know just come on into the room you can have some some cake too but like this
0: this is so celebratory you know like look at us my daddy got his first 401k see uh, in the past i opened it for him and he recently asked me to check on it and i was like you're up 10 percent look at you Oh, (laughs) okay. Yeah. a cute <laughs> I'm saying he's 60. So I'm just saying for you late investors, there's no such thing. Mm-hmm. You have time. Yeah. Um, that's a really good segue though, because today's guest, today's guest is someone who I met a couple of years ago and is one of the newer influencers. Like you were just saying, Tiff and speci- specifically is making huge waves and focusing on the Latina, Latino, Hispanic market. I hate to say market, Hispanic community. Um, and is just doing extraordinary things things. And I think in addition to the strides that we've seen and black investing, I Uh want to know how's it looking for all the minorities, you know, for all of us over here who are making up for lost time. So we're going to be joined by Gigi Gonzalez, who has a brand new book out called Cultura in Cash, and she is going to be here live in the studio. Oh, not you with your... (laughs) <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, hold hey, hold it up. Let people take a <laughs> screenshot if they're watching on YouTube. All right, so we'll take a quick break and be right back with our guest, Gigi. Hey BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.
1: Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 50 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. hmm Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time-consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay? Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. yes. I can see all my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions, okay? So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownout Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and member member Ah,
0: uh, Okay, hi, gorgeous. I feel like
1: we have to come back and say, hola, mi gente. <laughs> <laughs> Gigi, just so you know, I've got a high school um, equivalent to uh, Spanish. So, oh. uh, Although Mandy speaks like she's straight Dominican. Okay. But I got my little like... Mi nueva libra. libro nuevo libro. Mi Literally, nuevo like, libro. Man is like, Please
0: <laughs> I love said, that you stop. put the black S on the end of gente. She said <laughs> mi gente. <laughs> oh my god. Oh,
1: is that the black S <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's like shrimps walmarts aldis right the black ass i am so oh, like honored to be
2: in your presence and i i remember thinking like what if one day i get to be on the brand ambition and i honestly thought it was no. so out of my like reach because you guys are so big and day got to meet you at fincon tiffany when you recently mm. followed me i was like oh my god <laughs> so i'm just very <laughs> thankful honestly to be here i'm a big fan <laughs> of both of you Oh, oh, likewise,
0: GG. i was so sad I didn't get to see y'all again at FinCon this year, but you know I was on my honeymoon girl,
2: I had a good excuse. <laughs> oh you oh you oh, had you your baby. You had your baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. You had yeah, you had a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, I had my honeymoon, an honeymoon and overdue honeymoon. And Tiffany, surgery. you
2: boycott FinCon, right? If I and you remember No. <laughs> I thought there was <laughs> we're on with it. the fire. I'm like, well, I let's just say I'm I'll be kind of scared if I came around. Yeah. I said the first no, year I definitely
1: boycotted. Yes, I, I would, girl. I feel like they would escort
0: me off the premises. No, they wouldn't. Um, I think they but... would make it
2: right. Um, yeah. yeah. There's, There's enough of
0: the new yeah. Yeah. people to... Okay.
2: They would be lucky oh, yeah. to have honestly,
0: you. I, I like FinCon. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be treated like the First Lady, I think you should go to FinCon. <laughs> because you don't understand, Tiffany. You are...
2: <laughs> they
0: lose the, our the mind. queen of Genovia at FinCon. No. <laughs> everybody <laughs> loves you I don't you're oh just God. gonna be you just have to like have a no hug sign and just <laughs> it with you like, everywhere. I <laughs> oh maybe I will maybe I
1: will go back because honestly I would like I what I love about FinCon one the breakout sessions are great but honestly the people yeah. are just really amazing like mm. that's where I met all my financial besties that's where me and Manny started to go together oh I love that I didn't you know, know that, that. I proposed. Mm-hmm. Propose yeah that's that our origin story a podcast and I was like I don't know what that is but
2: Okay. <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that. That's magic. Wow.
1: Yes. Took well Gigi, honestly, too. I I would love to learn like okay, so like more about kind of like your history, how'd you get here? Yeah. Um Yeah. Like, what's the brown in your ambition? Like, yeah. Like, because first of all, I was like, Eva Longoria? Um, <laughs>
2: wow. I the OG come out swinging. Girl, who is you, girl? And how you do all this? She DM'd me a video, too. I don't know if you got to see that. I, I shared that recently. Saw, yeah, yeah. So people uh, like to say we're besties, but she doesn't follow me back yet. So until she follows me back, I can't claim that we're no. besties.
0: <laughs> I have followed your relationship, your relationship, can I call it that, with Eva Longoria from when you that. went to her screening. Yeah. Yes. And I, Anyway, but yeah, what Tiffany yeah. said. Tell us all about you, Gigi, and about the yes. book and everything you have going on.
2: Awesome. Thank you both so much. And again, I'm honored to be on the Brown Ambition Podcast. I am such a big fan. For those that don't know me, my name is Giovanna Gonzalez. For all, most people know me as Gigi or the first-gen mentor. I'm a TikTok influencer, speaker, and now the author of the best-selling book, Cultura and Cash. <laughs> So I'm so excited to be here and talk all things money. But let's see, how did I get my start? Um, I think like most of us that are in the space, <laughs> we yeah. started in the traditional corporate route. At least that's my story. Uh, I did things as I was told. Right, go to college, get a good degree, get a nice office job. So I did that. I majored in economics. Went to Santa Barbara go gauchos. And then I got a job first in insurance. Then I switched to investment management where I spent the majority of my career. And um, okay. during my twenties, even though I was making decent money, I still struggled a lot with money, uh, mm-hmm. which was really frustrating to me because I'm like, I did everything right. You guys told me to go to school. You told me to get a good job. Why am I still living paycheck to paycheck and ha- living in financial chaos? And it's then that I realized that it was because I wasn't managing the money that I had well, and that was because Mm -hmm. obviously the education system doesn't teach us this stuff, and I'm the daughter of Mexican immigrants. My parents were living in survival mode, so they really didn't have the space to pass any sort of financial teachings to me when they were learning the new system on their own. So mm-hmm. that's when I kind of had that wake up moment of like, oh, I need to learn how this stuff works. Otherwise, I'm always going to be on the struggle bus. And uh, the way that I did that was I consumed as many money books as I could. I read over 50 personal finance books until I felt that I mastered the language. And mm-hmm. then once I learned what I learned, I implemented my financial plan to get out of debt, build my investing, all that good stuff. But there was definitely a fire inside of me that was mad. I'm like, why wasn't I given this information before? Like I, mm-hmm. I, I wasted years that I could have been moving differently. So I, I looked to share this new knowledge with other women of color. And I got in touch with the YWCA, so nonprofit that serves women of color. And I became a volunteer financial educator. So that was my life for a long time. Um, in 2019, I was a corporate baddie working in my investment management job. And then on the side, I was volunteering and it was my passion and I loved doing it. But all of that changed in March of 2021 when I started putting TikTok content on financial tips. So similar to how I was already Mm -hmm. doing in my community, I started sharing uh, this content on TikTok and because of the bigness of the internet, (laughs) it took a life of Mm -hmm. its own and uh, I became the first gen mentor. This all happened in March of 2021. I quit Mm -hmm. my job three months later. A lot of people are like, "Wow, that's so fast!" Were you just like dying to be a content creator? Absolutely not. I love my job. I'm mm-hmm. one of the rare people that actually like my job. I like my boss, but I wasn't allowed to be a TikToker and to be okay. uh, working in my in my very old school traditional job. So I had to make a choice. Yeah. Could you even invest? Working in the – because some people don't even get to invest, (laughs) which is insane to me. You do, but you have to get your transactions approved ahead of time. So it takes like a two-day delay. Yeah, yeah. Everything has – it's very, very regulated, as it should be, as it should be. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish our Congress was that regulated, honestly. Let's talk about that. <laughs> As a whole other podcast, but, but anyhow, so yeah, so I I quit my job uh, in Jan- June of twenty twenty one and I've been doing this for two and a half years now and and I love it, and I'm making an impact. I'm serving my community, and I know that I'm living in my purpose. And I've met so many amazing like minded women like you too. so it's it's just I can't believe this is my mm. life. I still get to pinch myself.
0: Mm. I think it's so great because you're part of this new class of yes. Latina for latino you know financial educators what's mm-hmm. a, what's the right thing to say i should ask Is it latino latina honestly are we saying,
2: are we saying latinx <laughs> no we do not me sounding we're, like a boomer no we're not saying latinx because people will throw hands they can they oh my goodness I, they they okay we hate yeah, that yeah nice. i hate that too so um you're probably safe saying hispanic or latino um, mm-hmm. I like to say latine because that's exclusive. That includes, um, you know, non binary folks. But people will still fight oh, me. Oh, that's what I'm trying latine. to do. Latine. Yeah, latine. latine. Yeah. Okay. But people will still fight and me. I also don't latine. want to assume
0: your gender because of Latina. I'm like, I
2: don't know.
0: Is she her? I don't know. Is <laughs> she, she her? <laughs> her. Okay. <laughs> Listen, better to sound dumb asking the question, y'all, than to mm-hmm. be dumb and, to and not ask, right? Mm-hmm anyway this new class of latine influencers and educators <laughs> yes. because there were i mean were there back in back in 2014 when <laughs> tiffany and i were at i know. honestly it felt like really... there were barely any black yes. educators at the time let alone or maybe yeah. i just wasn't looking but for sure at fincon 2021 or 2022 yeah 22 when i was there it was. I mean, it's you. We got Janice now. We have Stephanie Gonzalez. Like, there's just these really great. Probably forgetting a Cara, bunch. Kara, we bravely um, go.
2: Um yes. Maribel from I Our World Matters. Maria, Maria First Gen yes. Living. There's a lot of wonderful women, yes. and I don't think it's any investing Latina. Which one? Investing Latina. Yes, investing Latina. I've had, I've gone to meet her yeah. at FinCon. Yeah, a lot of wonderful women. And I don't think it's any surprise that it's recent because I think a lot of us kind of yeah. uh, awakened after uh, mm. George Floyd, the murder of George Floyd. And we're like, mm-hmm. okay, we need to show up as ourselves yeah. and stop playing small mm-hmm. and take up space. So I think that definitely motivated me to be louder. And I'm here and I have my own issues to talk about. And I don't care if you don't want to listen to mm-hmm. them, but I'm going to talk about them.
0: And you're fully you
2: embracing.
1: Like... Go ahead. Sorry, Mandy.
2: No, you. <laughs> what do you think is like
1: uniquely, there are some things that like are uniquely, um, I feel like the the Black experience brings out, um, there are some unique challenges that like being Black mm-hmm. presents itself when it comes to, mm-hmm. you know, financial like access, right? Mm-hmm. Like we know that there's a Black wealth gap. Mm-hmm. We know that there's red lining. Um, there's just like this uh, visceral, um, racism that even now i mean like uh, uh um a social media friend of mine has something called the fearless fund that just raises money for black women oh. in entrepreneurship and they sued her what? to say no you can't do that um and so there's just this like campaign against black people getting ahead but i love that like you know cultura cultura cash cultura. let's work on a tiffany uniquely- cultura. cultura okay let's do co- cultura cultura Cult- Cool, like cool. cool. Oh, cool. cool. Okay, cultura. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay, cultura.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Meanwhile, my my uh, my my niece Mimi. I didn't even tell you this, uh, 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 Mandy. So my uh, I have um I have two nieces, but one of them goes to a school that is like I want to say like sixty or seventy percent Latine, right? Mm-hmm. And so, her, so all her friends, like her best friend, I forget her little best friend's name. <laughs> so anyway, she told her mother, my niece is six. She said, "Oh, mommy, for my birthday. I want to go to Dr." <laughs> <laughs> Girl, like- <laughs> I was like, "Where is Dr? She's like Dominican Republic, (laughs) right?" I was like, "What you know about Dominican Republic?" She's like, "Her best friend. She's like, that's where she's from." And she says, "It's so beautiful." I just because I just came back from Puerto Rico. Oh, nice! So she was like, "Girl, the girls be going out. I want to go too." And I love that because her accent, because like when she starts and says certain Spanish words, is so on point because at school, Mm. like she's only hearing it the correct way. So anyway, I just thought that that was I love that like not Dr at (laughs) six. Girl,
2: she knows what she wants, what? Chuck
1: E. Cheese.
0: Wait till she finds the internet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? But I just, like, what, you know, you wrote this book, Cultura Cash, and, like, so what unique experiences, you know, do you recognize as being a Latine yourself that you bring to the table when it comes to personal finance? Like, why should there be? Because somebody somebody might say, like, well, why is it black when you guys talk? Why are you guys talking about Latina? Why gay or LGBT? Like, but what is it? Like, what are some of the challenges? They're like, no, this is unique to this community. It needs to be Mm -hmm. like highlighted.
2: Yeah. And honestly, that's why I respect both of you for going the traditional publishing route, because I know you guys had a fight for your book. I did not have that fight in me. I have fights for other people in other ways, but I just did not want to have to fight a white publishing house on why this book was needed. So this is why I went traditional, uh, sorry, hybrid publishing. And thank goodness for the TikTok Latinx creative grant that allowed me to do that. It gave me the funding to be able to hire a hybrid publisher because it's not cheap. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of unique issues in the first gen money experience. And for anybody that isn't familiar with that term, first gen is typically, uh, the first to be born in America, the first mm-hmm. to maybe they immigrate here with their parents as children. So really all they know is the American way of life but they still have strong cultural ties to their um, immigrant roots. Uh, so for me, for example, I'm the daughter of Mexican immigrants. My parents immigrated here in the 90s. I believe you're first gen, um- Tiffany, are you first gen? You are, right? Yeah. I am mm-hmm. Nigerian. Nigerian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of unique challenges that come with being a first generation wealth builder. First, I like to point out that we have a different starting line than a lot of our middle-class white peers. And that's because um, we don't get access to financial education at home, because like I mentioned, our parents are Just immigrants in a new country trying to learn a new language, experiencing racism, trying to get by on these low-income jobs. They do not have the space to master the financial system and then pass on those teachings to their children, where a lot of white middle-class Americans, maybe they do learn the basics about, hey, this is a checking account. Hey, you should probably avoid debt. We don't ever hear any of those money conversations at home. Um, If anything, money talk is very taboo. In our culture, uh, there's a phrase that's very popular. No se habla de dinero. We don't talk about money. Like, no, that's rude. Mm-hmm. And I know that we're not the only culture mm-hmm. that experiences it, but um, it's definitely very prevalent in the Hispanic, Latino, Latinx community as well as we are not uh, on the receiving end of generational wealth because our parents came here with nothing. They came here for the Mm -hmm. opportunity for us to have more. And that's what we're doing by getting college educations and professional jobs. Uh, But you know, a lot of our white middle-class peers, they do have this advantage of having some level of generational wealth. And I point this out Mm -hmm. because I used to think it was only the one percenters that got to benefit from this stuff. But I learned through research that no, it's also, you know, your typical white, white middle class American that's been here a couple mm-hmm. generations. Maybe the grandparents, their great grandparents are the ones who immigrated to this country. Um, so, yeah, the, the more entrenched you are in the U.S. financial system because you've been living longer, you will pass mm-hmm. on those financial teachings to family, right? And pass on generational wealth to help pay for college. Or if Grandma Gertrude kicks a bucket, you might get a little windfall of a little inheritance. That <laughs> yeah i love saying that one and it's in the book too (laughs) um so so yeah we don't that's a completely different experience from what's going to happen with me when my my nana—that's what I call her. What and I dread the day she dies, because not only will we lose the matriarch of our family, but mm-hmm. we will also be expected to pitch in to help cover burial mm-hmm. costs um, and and any other mm-hmm. sort of expenses that come up. And again, that's very different from white middle class America that gets mm-hmm. some sort of small inheritance. And then lastly, mm-hmm. um, a lot of us because our parents come from immigrant roots and they didn't have the ability to save for the future for retirement or anything like that Mm -hmm. we have additional financial responsibilities similar to the black community with with the black tax Mm -hmm. which i'm sure you talk about a lot Mm -hmm. um and and yeah for us we're so family oriented so we can't just turn our back on our people so we we want to give but we also can't give to the point where we don't have nothing left for ourselves at the end of the day so that's a big focus of the book
0: i mean married to a dominican here and it's like (laughs) his parents are building a house now they're renovating their house in dr and they had a washer dryer delivered to our house because then they have to ship it to dr and somehow that's cheaper than just buying a washer dryer on the island i guess you can't anyway and i was like okay cool you know and then my husband's like yes we're paying for that washer dryer yeah i was like Yeah, that's what's
2: expected. Um, Yeah,
0: yeah. I've had to, uh, yeah, I've had to, like, factor that into our budget. But that being said, like, they have been generous with us in the past with, like, helping a little bit with our wedding. And, like, I mean, his dad, like, just like you said, he's first generation. And his dad came here and worked, I mean, several jobs before finally scrounging up enough money to, like, buy a grocery store
2: in the Bronx.
0: And I mean, and he never saw his kids because he was he worked up until last year. The man was still working till 11 p.m. Not there on Christmas, not there on, you know, anyway. And um, I have with marrying my husband sort of also married that married into that mindset of they brought themselves here. They made it possible for my husband to you know create the american Mm -hmm. dream that he has and to pay it forward Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but my little my little gringa heart was a little bit like but that's my (laughs) yeah well
1: that's how it is and i mean i mean honestly so much of my parents money went back home Mm -hmm. you know like to nigeria Mm -hmm. because there's just not the access and so i mean i paid off my parents house you know when my husband was still here i was like "Uh, just give them any ideas (laughs) tiffany love to pay off their house i mean he was down for it because his father wasn't in his life his mother had passed away um Mm -hmm. But that's just the expectation is that mm. you are going to help. Like even now I've got, you know, WhatsApp, you know, you know, our foreigners love WhatsApp. <laughs> hey, cousin. I'm like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody want a coin in WhatsApp. Um, so, yeah, that's certainly something like first gen. And I wonder, too, because when I taught in Newark, um, I had a lot, a lot, a lot of Hispanic young children and their parents spoke mostly Spanish, a little bit, of English, but mostly Spanish. And I just was always so amazed at how my three and four-year-olds would be these amazing translators. You know, mm-hmm. my mommy said, da-da-da-da, mommy, um, you know, um, um, let's go, let's go to than." And I'm like looking back and forth like, meanwhile, Gino, I told you to tie your shoe. yeah, <laughs> But you over here like a UN translator because these kids are so smart. yeah." And so I wondered, did that also play a role Because financial education is not often translated, like in a way that is culturally relevant, you know, like whether it's the language itself or just even in a meaningful way.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And you very much spoke to me. I was that child um, and a lot of my Mm -hmm. audiences translating at parent-teacher conferences or translating Mm -hmm. at... doctor appointments or even mm-hmm. translating tax documents that come in the mail that the parents yeah. are like, what is this? It looks important. And then mm. you're just like a 10-year-old. <laughs> you don't know what it means, but you
0: speak some English. The Department of yeah.
2: Internal <laughs> Revenue <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of us have been parentified in that way. I'm fortunate mm. that I don't, I, maybe I need to do more, more uh, deeper dive into my inner child, but I don't remember any bad memories from that. But I know a lot of people in my Mm -hmm. community do of having to deliver Mm -hmm. bad health news at the doctor. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's tough. It's tough Tough. for a kid. Um, And, and yeah, that's, that's been (laughs) for a lot of us. It's a, it's a a collective experience that we experience. but on top of that, you know, with yes, us having to be translators, sometimes I look like us being translators at the bank too. Right. So Mm. um, that often leads to um, our community specifically our elders being unbanked or underbanked because they don't yeah. trust the banks because they don't have enough bilingual speakers that can help them in the language that they feel more most comfortable in. They yes. can't even offer a, mm-hmm. a translation line, which when I used to work at Progressive Insurance, we at least had that. It was better than nothing. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. we definitely need more bilingual folks to be able to help us. So yeah, in the meantime, our folks are... Mm-hmm. are underbanked. They're not investing because they don't understand the system. So that's why I think it's so important for me to reach these first generation professionals, which are the children of these immigrants, Mm -hmm. educate them on how to do better with money, even though they weren't taught. And then I encourage them to teach back, right? To to go to their parents. Hey, this is what I learned. We should be doing this, right? Let's talk about what you're planning to do for retirement. You should probably put these savings in the high yield savings account because again, that wasn't the experience of our immigrant parents
0: or they can at least if they're anything like my parents it's like they don't want to hear from me with my advice <laughs> but if i'm like they're look my missing out at me, look at her say yeah read her book they're like oh that's some great information <laughs> so you can be their proxy yeah. they can be like well don't listen to me listen to Gigi. exactly Listen. she yes. has this book yeah give Gigi this. yeah look at this know, tiktok this video that she made on
2: this and they asked me a lot can you translate yeah. this to spanish because i want to send it to my mom so yeah when i have the capacity oh, to yeah. i do mm-hmm that's I was going to say that Like I'm not really On TikTok Do you do Spanish And English on TikTok No so I um, I, I was going to ask you About this Yeah that's a great question
0: Ben
2: Affleck I thing I don't think <laughs> You know Ben Affleck Oh my god <laughs> Tiffany I have to tell you What she's referring to So I made a TikTok okay. uh, This summer Where I said That's it I'm sick of Ben Affleck Speaking better Spanish Than me Like how is this possible I'm Mexican That was my first language But Ben Affleck Is out here promoting His film in Spanish And I still don't feel Comfortable enough To show up Speaking Spanish And professional spaces. So Mm -hmm. this is a year that I'm going Mm -hmm. to put in the work. I'm going to take lessons and I'm going to improve my Spanish. And I actually did. I, um, you know, I put it into the universe and then guess what happened? I did a one hour, all Spanish webinar with fidelity. Uh, it took a lot of work. Thank you. It took a lot of work. Thank you. It took a lot, a lot of work. Um, and, uh, but I'm so proud that I put that resource. It's a free resource out for the community through fidelity. Uh, but Sorry. Last Shout out to that.
0: Fidelity for investing in a speaker yeah. and in that Spanish well, language. Well, we did it in
2: English yeah. and language, so they got a two-for-one deal. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, I love that. And it's, it's funny because I'm doing my Fidelity
1: one because they've been doing these mm-hmm. a lot. I'm doing my Fidelity one in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly the thing that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Very
2: highly produced. A lot of people on the call. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it's a whole production. Yes.
0: It's a- I listen to those calls. They got Mindy Kalin on those. All kinds of <laughs> celebrities.
2: People. Yeah. But mm-hmm. regarding yeah. the question, if I make content in Spanish, uh, because my... The person that I'm trying to target is mostly English dominant. So, again, there's somebody that grew up in America, but they have – they probably learned Spanish as their first language or maybe they didn't learn Spanish at all is why my Mm -hmm. content is in English. But when I get those viral videos that they're like, please translate these in Spanish, I will, it's just – an okay. extra lift for me you know because I'm, I'm the yeah. only one creating content at this point but yeah, but but yeah, yeah i would love to do more future uh content in spanish because it only help me practice and get out there in the community yeah. mm-hmm. such a God.
0: good point you're you're speaking to my husband because yeah. he is in, he's a little
2: ashamed
0: mm-hmm. dna uh, vergüenza uh-huh. vergüenza uh, he has some shame <laughs> around his uh his spanish because he basically unlearned it so he could be the translator and like mm-hmm. thrive in this american society yeah. And he is nervous talking to his parents sometimes and his family who I'm so he's in it. I had to understand that the way that I'm so comfortable calling my dad up or calling my mom up or having a deep conversation with them, mm. he will hesitate because he's like how much you mentioned the emotional, let the emotional, but the mental lift to take a subject matter and then think about it in two languages, and he'll like mm. yeah, never mind too much. Work. Yeah,
2: I actually get bullied <laughs> you know? by my brothers all the time that I visit Mexico because both of them still live in Mexico, and they make fun of me because okay. my oh. Spanish my Spanish will uh, slip up. Um, but not only that, not only did we have to get used to
0: stop bullying you,
2: they're bu- they're a bunch of brats. They're they're brats. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, <laughs> let's not even. Oh my god, if you knew, girl, I, if you knew the stories, like uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll DM you later because it's another show. Yeah. <laughs> I'll DM you later, uh, but let's see. But well, the thing is, not only is it hard because we assimilated and became English dominant Mm. by being in this country and doing all our education and working in all English spaces. But on top of that, Mm -hmm. financial literacy is a new language of itself. Right. So there's all these terms. Yeah. That we have to learn for the Fidelity webinar, for example. I had to learn all these terms, financial literacy terms in Spanish that even my family doesn't know because they're not financially literate in mm-hmm. Spanish. So it's it's a double lift. Mm-hmm. It really is a double lift. So I really am thankful for the creators. Mm-hmm. Uh The one that I can think of off the top of my head is Ludi. Finanzas con Ludi. She does all Spanish content. And um, Maribel mm-hmm. also, Our Wealth Matters does bilingual. Mm-hmm. She's fully fluent in English and Spanish. So she does mm-hmm. uh, both videos in English and Spanish. And um, yeah, I, I hope to get there one day, but uh, I know that I'm serving my people by by being English only at the moment.
1: Yeah. But I love that you know very clear about who your audience is. Yeah. It's like, that makes sense. Like, this is the audience. This is like a little like left turn because my business brain was like, huh, mm-hmm. I heard that you said you did a hybrid publisher. Yeah. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I did a hybrid publisher when I published my children's ah. book, Happy Birthday, Molly Moore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious as to like, who was the publisher and how did that because I don't think that our audience gets a lot of exposure to like you haven't, you know, you can self-publish, which is just do everything yourself. Mm-hmm. You can go traditional publishing route, which they're going to distribute and print and things and mm-hmm. then take a bigger part of the pie. Mm-hmm. And then there's hybrid. So can you tell us about like that process?
2: Yeah, I'm so glad you're asking about this because it's definitely a viable option that we should be aware of. And um, mm-hmm. to be frank, when I first heard of it, I was like, no, because the way hybrid publishing works is you pay them. To publish your book, mm-hmm. and they still get to keep typically 30% royalties. So they still get a cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm like, how? work, right? That doesn't make sense that I'm paying you and you still get to keep a cut. But it's the way that they have skin in the game, right? So that they truly care mm-hmm. about the production quality of the book. And um, the reason I decided to do higher publishing and I did it with Greenleaf Book Group was because of my book coach. My book coach, shout out to Stacey Ennis. She's wonderful and she's the one that when I first started working with her, I was planning to uh, self-publish. And the more that we worked together and she learned about my goal and my business, she said, you know what? I think you might be a better candidate for hybrid publishing. So she told me why, and she said, you know what? You're really busy with your business. You really don't have the time to be vetting all these publishing professionals that you're going to need to self-publish mm-hmm. all these different types of editors, the cover designer, the format. I mean, unless you have those contacts good for you, then please self-publish. Right. But mm-hmm. I didn't, and I didn't want to put in the time because I'm still growing my business. So because okay. I had the support of the TikTok Latinx creative grant, I was able to uh, cover a lot of those costs. It was a $50,000 grant. So yeah, yeah. Um, at first just to start my hybrid publisher, I believe it was $35,000, a nice chunk of change. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I've added additional yeah. services. I've added the audiobook, the hardcover. I think we're probably okay. at $50,000 right now. And for production okay. costs. Yeah, it's a lot.
0: <laughs> Does a grant that's tax free, right?
2: Yeah, because it went straight to expenses.
0: Oh, we yeah. like that. Okay, but did the grant come before the book idea, or did you have to have the book idea to get the grant? The
2: book idea has been in my mind since December of 2020. Yeah, so again, post mm. George Floyd, and kind of seeing there needs to be diverse voices in money. Uh, that was before mm-hmm. I was even a TikToker. I was a nobody when I first mm-hmm. th- thought of this idea of like, ooh, let's do a personal finance book from the lens of the first gen experience, uh, and then. TikTok came surprisingly three months later. So th- TikTok came. Look at that. I know. It's like the, it's magic, right? It's a universe. I love a girl who gets shit. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Well, you know what's funny yeah. is that I actually started writing the book uh, in December of 2020. And I say starting because I didn't even have an outline. You, you both are authors, so you know how it goes. Like you have to have a mm-hmm. writing plan. I didn't do any of that. I was just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So now I know that I wasn't really starting anything. But when TikTok but popped off, I, t- you were doing something I, kind of, it wasn't going to go you were doing it. I was going to get stuck You're believing in yourself. Now I know I was going to get stuck because I had no blueprints right now. I know that you very much need an outline to keep you focused and a writing plan and a routine. Cause otherwise you would just not get the manuscript ooh. done. Yeah. You, you both Girl. know. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah no. Uh, and then TikTok popped off in March of 2021 and I slowly started introducing my audience to the idea of, Ooh, like, I want to write this book. Would you guys be interested? And they're like, yes, yes, we need it. But I couldn't write it because I was just starting my business. I had to build a solid financial foundation. Uh, The opportunity for the grant came up in April of 2022, a year later. So with that funding, that's when I was able to kind of take a step back in my, in my business and be able to handle those publishing costs and go into a writing cave. I've been turning down a lot of speaking work uh, and stepping back in my business to be able to give the energy that I needed to writing.
1: Yeah, that's the hard part when you're doing it because there's like you have to it's like the bow.
0: Girl, I'm Over in an it hour. right you gotta now. You
1: got to pull the ball back, like go back. Yeah. And yeah. sometimes it means less money, yeah. less opportunity, you know, temporarily. FOMO. While you focus.
2: Can we talk about the FOMO? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you experiencing
0: the FOMO um, right now, Mandy? I mean,
2: I'm a mom.
0: So yeah. like half my life is FOMO. <laughs> 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 so a book is just adding. You mentioned a routine and I'm like. Yeah, even even for the if it adds another layer when you have tiny humans because yeah. it's like I've had to get comfortable with. There's never going to be a routine. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be it's going to be guerrilla warfare. In. Is what it's like. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so if that's in the car on the hill in front of my 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 in-laws house, but they're babysitting for one hour and twenty four minutes. Well, mm. I'm gonna see how many words I can do in an hour and twenty four minutes, and that's that's how the book is gonna. I've heard done. that Not
2: used to be Fridays. I've heard the strategy of doing voice notes and then having those transcribed. Yeah. Have you heard of that, Mandy? That helps oh, a I, lot too. Yeah.
0: Yep. I love Otter. I use Otter, which is my transcription mm-hmm. AI bot. Mm-hmm. And yes, I will try, but the editing is impossible to do when, you know, so I can like put a bunch of word vomit out there, but the actual, like, it's really art. For me, it's, a, it feels like a creative artistic yeah. process when yeah. I am like, Taking words from here and putting them there and adding some more, like adding some more description. For me, it's like it really is like cooking or painting for me, the way that I approach writing. So yeah, it's really hard to do when I can't just sit down and be laser focused.
2: Well, because the voice is so important. If you just put something vanilla out there, that won't hit. But both of you guys have such big personalities, right? So it's important that your voice is also infused in there. And that's the feedback I've gotten from my readers. I feel like you're like saying this to me. Yeah, because I infuse my voice in there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay, so talk more about the hybrid. So you pay you pay thirty five now $50,000 into the process. Mm-hmm. So what's your expectation? Because I think in traditional publishing, we all, you know, because we have friends, like Tiffany has been great and other friends of mine who have written books. Like my expectation is you ain't gonna make money from this mm-hmm. in a, like for a minute, mm-hmm. if ever, mm-hmm. um, et cetera. And it's really hard and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what's your expectation with the hybrid process? Do you expect to get the money back? Are you okay if you don't? Like what is that?
2: Yeah. So luckily, um, you know, out of so let me give you a breakdown of the the money spent. So um out of the fifty thousand dollar grant, thirty-five went to my hybrid publisher and then the rest went to my book coach. So out of my own pocket, okay. I have probably spent thirty thousand dollars on the book marketing. I had a book launch party, um, and other oh. efforts and additional add ons that I've done with the publisher, right? So um, Am I worried about those $50,000 that I got for free? No, right? they were a grant. It'd be great to get them back. Mm-hmm. But really, I'm, I really would love those 30000 back. And I'm more than comfortable, I will. Because uh, my strategy is uh, not to get the money back through book sales, because we all know, well, unless you're a New York Times bestselling author like Tiffany over <laughs> and over again, then yes, you will make that sh- money. But the rest of us, uh, we typically don't make money off book sales. So we have to think of how are we going to use this clout that we're getting as authors to monetize? And for me, I'd already been speaking. I'd already been speaking on mm-hmm. financial education, on career advocacy for Latinas, on influencer marketing, mm-hmm. financial inclusivity for financial institutions. So um, I have revamped my speaker page. I have a new speaking brochure uh, now with my Eva Longoria blurb endorsement and all these things. So yeah, now they're getting yes. the—they're not, yes. not getting the TikToker Gigi. They're getting the exactly. Put some respect <laughs> on my name. Put some respect. Best yeah. selling. <laughs> <laughs> there, Giovanna Gonzalez. Exactly. So, so, uh, so yeah, and that's how I very much intend mm-hmm. to recover my investment and then some. Yeah. And that's where I want my mm-hmm. career to go. You know, I love TikTok. It's, it's how I started. I would not have started any of this had it not been for TikTok mm-hmm. because of the authenticity and the rawness of what it takes to show up and just be yourself. I love that about TikTok. But honestly, you know, with the political environment that we're in, TikTok can go away tomorrow. So mm-hmm. I can't have TikTok be my forever. I have to have several mm-hmm. irons in the fire. And for me, I really want to lean into more speaking.
1: And I will say, yes. too, just so you know, Gigi, it's not so typically uh, for those who are listening, who are considering um, the traditional space, you usually get like a whatever that upfront number is, Advanced. you know? Um, so for me, it was oh, a few yeah. hundred thousand dollars. Ooh. Well, I'll just be honest. I'm like, it's over now. Six hundred thousand. <laughs> It was like 600 between. Yeah, I know. Oh my it, goodness. Was. it was a lot. I'm not going to lie. Even, oh, my goodness. Well, because there was a little bit of a bidding war yeah. because when I came out, there were she no. She had to fight.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. there were fight. no. She n- had, they had your to fight. Trail for now you're a trailblazer. No, you're trailblazer. But laser. there were no financial <laughs> books that were like pending. It was a perfect time. Right now, there's a lot coming yeah. out, but it was like right before pandemic ish. Right. So it was like there was a gap. They were like, girl, you're the only game in town right now. So it was perfect time. Amazing. Um. So so I got a lot of money up front. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, I wanted to make money on the back end. And so you get 70% to keep. I only get 15%. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's typical mm-hmm. of the, of the space. And then you have to pay back the 600,000. Mm-hmm. Now here's the thing. Let's just say they gave me the money and I didn't sell the books. I still get to keep the 600,000, right. mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's not like a record business where he's like, no, 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 you owe it mm-hmm. no matter you what. Claw you claw it pay back. It. It's just kind of <laughs> like. Yes. It's, it's kind of just like, we hope we get it back. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. um, it took me two years and some people never pay it back, but it took me about two years to pay back through book sales, the 600,000. And just so we're clear, I didn't even realize this. I have to pay it back in the 15% increments. That's, so yes, that that's book, the, now so it blew book my back. mind.
0: I was like, Oh, dang. yes.
1: So let's just say <laughs> I sell my book and it's a dollar. Mm-hmm. So normally my take of that dollar is 15 cents mm-hmm. for every dollar that I sell. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, but we're not going to give you 15 cents for every dollar you sell, Tiffany, until you pay us back the 600000 that we gave you. Which you did. No problem. Yes. But it's not like this book is a dollar. I paid you back a dollar. They're like, no, this book is a dollar. You paid us back 15 cents. What?
0: Do you she see? That's a ripoff.
1: What is it, Girl. Yeah. So that's what, so when people, so I did not know that I wanted you to explain, girl, I did not know that, uh. and I signed the contract. Um, but that's how book math goes. Yeah. And so that's why I'm so glad you're introducing this, a hybrid yeah. model available. There's self-publishing should certainly, am I regretful of traditional publishing? No. I'm really grateful uh, because I'd self-published before. I self-published like five books and I tri- and I hybrid published before. Um, and I decided to traditionally publish, not for the money, but for a certain, like there were certain things that I wanted to have access to. Yeah. You know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I knew in general, I'm joking about not knowing when I signed the contract. I did. Because my, my attorney was like, are you sure? Because book contracts, you know, they're not so great in your favor, because essentially, you have to pay back way more than your so you have to basically pay back millions of dollars for me for them to get their 600,000. Right?
0: Hmm. You see what I mean? Right? Because I just did the math. That means you had to sell $4 million worth of books. Oh, my goodness. Girl, look at my face. I mean, is that you the math 600,000 divided but... by
1: 0.15? No, I've done it already. Yeah. So I gave them... So now, yes, girl, I got, they had to make millions before... They're like, oh, thanks for the 600,000. So you and sold still, over
0: 130,000 copies of your book.
1: Well, girl, we're at 260. Wow. I love math.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I <laughs> know. But to get there, to yes. get there.
1: The other thing... And so that took me two years. <laughs> and so I'm just sorry. And so I just want people to understand, like, you know, there's benefits, pros and cons. And then I just like... You know, now that I'm starting to get um my, um I guess it's every two, twice a year, I'm starting to get those like whatever checks are, but there's still only 15% of the books sold. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't do it for the money. Mm-hmm. I did it for the. It raised the value of the brand overall. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Gigi, mm-hmm. I raised my credibility, my engagements. I raised my spokesperson work. Authority. I raised all of that. So yeah, so I got paid. It was worth it to me to do it for that.
2: Yeah, so, no, and ahead, I Gigi, and so. I love it. I love it. And I actually encourage my audience to request their book from the library or to borrow it from a friend. Because yeah. yeah, like for mm-hmm. them, I want to make it cheap. It's these organizations that have the big budgets to pay us, right? Mm-hmm. To pay us back for our investment. One last thing I love to add about hybrid publishing. And again, there are pros and cons to every type. Type of uh, publishing model. But what really sold me on hybrid publishing was that I had a final say on title, cover, editorial, everything I was final say on. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for that, let me tell you, because the first batch of titles that they tried to give me for this book, it was giving like White Boomer, Vanilla. I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, none of this works. You misunderstood <laughs> the assignment. Go back to the drawing board and come back with something better. And they came back with Cultura and Cash, a bicultural title mm-hmm. that my community loves, right? And I the cover it. I
0: thought you came up with it. I'm like, oh, this I is wish for her.
2: <laughs> no, I wish. <laughs> I paid them a titling service to help me cook that up. Yeah. So again, everything costs money with the hybrid publisher. Hey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But a la, a la carte. A la carte. Exactly. But you get final say. So like I said, I like this mm-hmm. title. I like this cover. When my edit my white editor tried to whitewash my writing and said that this part is insulting to white people. I said, I don't care. They're not the intended audience. So I was able Mm. to hold that control and write the book that my reader needs to hear, not with some white publishing house would thought would do good with the market. Mm. So I'm really, really proud of that. And that's why the book is resonating. I have already 66 reviews on Amazon and it, Hasn't even
0: amazing. been a week. Yeah, <laughs> oh, we about to have sixty-seven. I forget all the things I have to do to support all my authors. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I didn't leave a review yet. Make sure did you
1: tell them that, like, if they it, um, Amazon gives them a little extra push if they do a video or picture. I got that tip from you, Tiffany, from the
2: men- from the mentorship um, um, mentee program that you have. So yeah, I actually yes. I haven't had them do videos. Are you a mentee? Yes, girl. Yes. Oh, oh my goodness! <laughs> I listened to you did a like a you did like a, a webinar on what you did for your book yes. launch. I took notes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I implemented a lot of the advice, the street team for anybody that is not a part of the mentorship, please join her mentorship on Patreon. It's so <laughs> worth it. The advice mm. on the street team alone. That's how I got all those reviews. Oh, because of the power of the street team. Yes, yes, yes. You have
0: 68, by the way. I'm about to ask.
2: Ah, you're so sweet. I love that. Yeah, no. So I, have, I had a couple of them. I gave them the book in advance. So they had a physical copy and they could post a yes. little cute aesthetic picture with a coffee yes. next to it or the computer next to it. Because um, I learned yes. from you. And thank you for not gatekeeping ga- that information. That's why I love both of you. Because you're so open and honest and transparent mm. and really about uplifting women. Because that helped me tremendously mm. in making this launch successful.
0: Yes, we. we yeah, mm, Tiffany we never stop a- never stop giving those book gems because until you, with your candor, came out and really laid them all out, like there wasn't another free, yeah. ungate kept, not behind a paywall, not behind a give me your email address, yeah. take this course. I know the book ba- the book coaches out there were like, God damn. <laughs> Nobody. I'm not, I'm not sometimes I meet people, they're
2: like, You've been doing too much, Tiffany. I'm like, My bad, girl. It's just that I get so excited about teaching. No, no, you're really, not doing you're too much. You're, you're a giver. You're a giver. For me, yeah. and for anybody that's interested in my insights that I have to share as a Latina in a very white publishing industry, I do plan to hold a free webinar for any women mm. of color that like to join. Uh, and that's just mm. for me to pour back into the community. It'll be a one hour webinar. You can ask me anything. I also have a little outline of topics that I want to discuss. And for me, that's mm. like, This is here for you to learn from what I am not available for are for all these people that are DMing me girl I'd love to pick your brain no (laughs) I would love to but there is no time for that right so so for me that's my resource to and my pouring into the community having this free webinar which I'll probably have in May May 2024 I love that Jiji,
0: you're well, the best. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. A, you guys are.
2: Stop it. I
0: forgot your power. Like, there's just something like... I know. I haven't seen you bracket. in a while.
2: I haven't seen you in a while. That's why. <laughs> I <laughs>
0: know. But I'm like, oh, I just want to be in your... I want to be in your orbit. Like, you know, when you meet people and you're just like the sh- the brightness, the warmth, yes. the power. That's how I felt oh, when I you met you. You are a true... Yeah. You're a, just this this, like just this bullet. is how it feels like. Thank you. Um, and there's nothing that you can't do. Oh my goodness. And what makes you that way? That's what my therapist asked me. She's like, so what is it that did it? Well, I don't, a really know how hard real, question. I don't
2: know how real you want to get here. Because
0: I want I want you to get real because I just it's so palpable to me your your presence do you see and the, your power the, the deep, and deep your... breath I had to take. <laughs> <sighs> I you thought I was gonna wrap. No, up? No, no, too bad. no, 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 no.
2: Uh, let's talk about it. let's be real. Because I know your podcast is all about realness. So what makes me this way? That my mom is my biggest enemy, unfortunately. Uh, I've mm. gone public about this on a Refinery29 article about how I'm estranged from my mother. But um, my mom, I love her, but she's toxic. And instead of being mm. proud of me and cheering me on and being supportive, she does the complete opposite. Um and it, thank goodness for therapy, because I would not be able to say this right now without crying. And thank goodness for Prozac, because I would definitely be crying too if I was not on Prozac. Hey, um, so <laughs> Yeah, medicated and motivated. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but but yeah, the fact that my mom um, has been as challenging as she has been with me. And if you read the book, you'll see one personal story where I share uh, about the importance of credit building because um, mm. there was an incident with the car. I won't give away the story. You'll have to read the book, <laughs> but you'll kind of get a sense for some of the challenges that I have with my mother. And, yeah, we've been no contact for two years now. Um, the last straw mm. was she was physically abusive. Um, And I'm just like, I can tolerate the, you know, the, the verbal abuse, um, the condescending, everything, the criticism, the judgment, the judgment, but physical abuse is just something that I will never tolerate from anybody, even if it's my own mother. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, honestly, like, that's what makes me strong. Cause it's funny when, when I get haters in my TikTok comment section, people are like, Gigi, how, how does it not affect you? Like, you know, the, the, and and I actually enjoy doing the clapbacks. That's like the unhealed part of me. <laughs> Honestly, I do. I, I do. I'm not going to lie. People are like, don't waste your energy. I'm like, sometimes I like to waste my energy this way. Like, let me. Yeah, let hey, me. Can we create space for that pettiness? Because I'm the one and the two. We want to choose I got violence.
0: Time. Sometimes, I, got time, y'all. For,
2: I got time to be petty. So, yeah, don't think that I'm not going to respond back. Yeah, if I have time, I will. But, um, my answer to when people say, how does this not affect you when people can be nasty mm-hmm. in the comment section? It's always the strangers. You know, when the, when the TikTok goes viral, it's never your own community members. It's just some random on the Internet with a 52299 username and no profile <laughs> picture. Right. And mm-hmm. uh, I say nothing that these people can say is worse than with my own mother have already said to me, mm. you know, so I'm sorry. It kind of got dark mm. at the end. I hope we can end on a positive no, no, note, no, so but that's the realness, mm. honestly, of, of how you are the positive note. Oh, yes. you're so sweet. Just because look how you reflect joy. Despite.
1: I mean, we all I mean, you cannot go through life without challenges. It's just that's just not how.
2: Yeah. You mm-hmm. know,
1: and. Um, my therapist always shares that trauma is when something happened that should not have mm-hmm. or something should have happened and it didn't.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. And so we all have trauma that we navigate. Yeah. And look how like look at the light you are, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, as a result of or despite, despite that trauma. So we're just so grateful. Thank that you. You are here, you show up fully. <laughs> like, you know, because you're here. You're going to have a bunch of daughters, right? When someone comes to me and they're like, oh, my God, Tiffany, I started, like, Berna. I love Berna. Yeah. You know, hey Berna? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I met her. Says, oh, my God, Tiffany. I'm like, oh, that's, I'm like, that's my daughter. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, You know, like, I love that, though. Because, yeah. you know, she's like, because if you know Berna, I mean, you think I'm crazy. Berna is nuts. No, I know her. I yeah, we've
2: met. <laughs> like,
1: so, Berna, you know, she's like, I didn't know that I could be my full, silly, crazy self online. Yeah. And then one day, Tiffany, I saw you. I was like, wait a minute. I recognize crazy. I could be crazy
2: too. Yeah,
0: and so I but love it. But she did that. it to it's, another level. Yeah, yeah She does. I, like, I Tiffany love
2: the <laughs> my <laughs> <Tiffany>? <laughs> Never twerked on the internet. But no, can't. but I love but it. The- I love it because yes. some people need to see Berna twerking on the internet to pay attention. Yes, you know. Yes, Otherwise, yes. they won't. I'm that people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm people. But
1: you, as a result of you showing up fully as yourself, on somebody is like nodding, like, oh my gosh, that's my dad, or that's my brother, or that's my whatever. It's yeah. gonna be like, wait, so I can show up fully and wonderfully and with joy and beauty while also navigating family estrangement so yeah it's so taboo yes. so to we talk thank about. you for that honest yeah
2: and you know yes. i would also like to acknowledge that thank god i have an amazing father my father's like my best friend so at least i feel that mm-hmm. i have some sort of parental support um i also mm-hmm. have an amazing grandmother and my aunt and mm-hmm. i actually dedicate the book to both these women uh because i wouldn't be who mm-hmm. i am without them so i have other family that i can lean on for support but yeah i mean um the eva longoria endorsement that we that we talked about earlier that's something that I, my mom knows more than anybody. Now I am gonna cry. My mom knows more than anybody how much that 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 means to me because we, we used to watch Desperate Housewives together. And the fact that I can't can I cuss here? The fact that I can't share this win with her toxic ass, it it hurts, you know, but um, I'm learning to celebrate myself. So I'll show you this ring for anybody that's watching visually. I went to Tiffany Mm -hmm. when I got the news and I bought myself a a very expensive Tiffany ring and it's an everyday piece of jewelry. So now I don't need my mom's validation. I have my own validation that I treated myself to as well as the launch party. You know, most people don't make to spend on the launch party. But I said because of the challenges that I've been through in my life and health Health, recent health issues that I've had it's important for me to take the time to pause and celebrate this big milestone. And it was one of the happiest days mm. of my life. It was last Monday, and I had people fly in from like five different states. There was about sixty mm. people at a Mexican restaurant. It was such a good time. Yes, yeah. I told you
0: half my life is FOMO because yeah. I wish I could have
2: been there. <laughs> did, did, did you, where do you live? I'm in Chicago. Chicago based. And Mandy, you were invited, but I don't think you can make it. And I know you had the babies, and no,
0: I definitely was invited, and I knew, <laughs> and I would if I had said yes. I would have had to disappoint you because yeah. my son, of course, got yeah, sick. But, I know. It's um, hard with
2: the kiddos. Well, next time I come to Chicago, because so my sister lives happy. in
1: Deerfield. So I go a few
2: times. Well, a year Tiffany, the reason I signed... Because I was already a mentee in your Patreon, but I was uh, a month to month. And then when you started saying, if you sign up for the annual, you'll get first dibs for when I come to your city. Mm-hmm. I like immediately signed up for the annual membership. So I'm <laughs> waiting for you to come to Chicago <laughs> to meet you yes, at whatever I'm going to definitely... For sure, because
1: like I said, I go visit her a few times a year. So next time I come, yeah, yeah, we're going to have – because we have such a good time at those things.
2: Yeah, I can't wait to meet everybody, all like-minded women, and to meet you. That would be amazing. Yes.
1: Oh, well, thank you for coming, Gigi. Is there anything, like, where can people buy the book? Where where can they connect with you? Yeah,
2: you're so sweet. And thank you again for having me on. Uh, The book is available on all major online retailers, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org, which supports independent bookstores. You can also request a book from um, the library to access it for free or from your local bookstore to support a small business owner. Um, It is available to order through what's called Ingram Sparks. You don't have to memorize that. I just say, Hey, I want this book. Can you stock it? Give them the ISBN number, the name of the book, Cultura and Cash. Uh, to learn more about the book and where to buy, these are all linked on my page, culturaandcash.com. And again, that's Tiffany. You you taught me that. I was going say, You know, I was looking. I said, What's that website looking like? Y'all. Yep. You taught me that because you're not a gatekeeper. Yes. So you said, Don't send people to Amazon. Create your own website where you control. Yes. Yeah. So if you go to culturaandcash.com, you will see all those online retailers linked as well as some fun freebies and the the blurb from Eva and all these under, for other wonderful women, including Mandy, who let me cloud chase off them so that I could get my book out into this community.
1: <laughs> and we're going to oh. put it in the description, like the link in the description we're going to give you um, for, for Kultura and Cash. We'll, we'll put that link. And then where can they find you, Gigi? If they're like, girl, yeah. she is a breath of fresh air. You're so
2: sweet. And actually, I forgot to mention also about the KulturaandCash.com uh, website. There's also uh, a freebie, which is access to the first The introduction chapter, the full introduction chapter of the book in PDF format and in audio format. So that way, if you're kind of like, "Hmm, I'm still on the fence about the book, that's completely free. You can access it there. And by visiting. Did you read your book? What? Did you read the audio (laughs) book? Not yet. I'm going to read it in May and I'm terrified. Cause, wait, you're no. going to record it. Okay. Because yeah. I'm like, I want to listen to you read the book to me. I know. And I know. Tell me her story. Yeah. They, they wanted me to record <laughs> in November, but I talked to a voice coach and she said, you're not ready. You have to wait. You have to do some okay. lessons because it's a skill. And I understand that. Yeah. I didn't want to make it cringy for people to listen to. So I'm like, let me take my time, take my voice lessons and I'll do it in May and it'll be out in September of 2024. So it's coming. It'll be a while, but <laughs> It'll come. No, I love yeah. that. Yeah, and if you go That's to um, thefirstgenmentor.com, which is also where Cultura and Cash lives, um, you will see all my socials. I'm very active on TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn.
1: Okay. Oh, you're so you're the first gen mentor on TikTok and 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 Instagram. On That's TikTok,
2: the it's the first gen mentor. Uh, on mm-hmm. Instagram somebody had already taken it and they're not using it mm-hmm. they're not doing anything with it so it's uh, gg the first gen totally mentor right. yeah <laughs> on Instagram okay. gg okay. the first gen mentor yeah it is it is so <laughs> me and me and Mandy we're like we're the BA podcast brought a bitch here but we were so pissed yeah. they're not doing nothing with gym. <laughs> still <laughs>
0: To this day, <laughs>
1: to this day, <laughs> that's why
0: on TikTok I'm Mandy Money with three A's. <laughs> oh my God, that's so much fun! do <clears throat> no, myself, uh, Mandy. You know how such our such a are. joy, Gigi. I I can't wait to talk to you again and just catch up and um, hopefully at FinCon success. this year or sooner. Okay, who All knows? Right. Yeah, where do you live again? Hey, I can't I can't plan anything. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I know. Uh, <laughs> I live in New York. Oh, New York City. Tiff's in Jersey, girl. I will City be the adjacent. Okay,
2: I will be in New York City uh, the first week of April. So I would love to reach I'll see out. You then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you got my number. Yeah, awesome. Please do.
0: Awesome. All right, oh, Gigi, Thank you so much. Thank you
2: for having me on.